is regarded as unattractive and disruptive when one considers the loudness of a snore that the average adult produces. The level of noise generated by snoring lies on the range of 60 to 100 decibels. Even at the lower end of the scale, the average volume can be compared to the loudness of a household vacuum cleaner. The more extreme cases approach the volume you would expect from a chainsaw or even a motorbike. Little wonder then that humiliation and shame are the most common theme in answering what is wrong with snoring. Equally, a number of books on snoring cite this as the sole reason for taking action, with numerous references to snoring causing the breakdown of marriages and preventing relationships from starting altogether. Again, this is understandable, but it ignores a greater concern. Part of the purpose of this book is to shed light on the much underpublicized and far more alarming danger that 60% of the population face as they drift off to sleep. Even mild snoring presents the real dangers of a prolonged nocturnal breathing disorder which has significant effects on many aspects of the healthy body and mind. This is well understood by the medical community, but advice and treatment tend to focus on purely medical aspects. While surgery and ventilation aids have a real place in the treatment of snoring, they are extreme steps, especially when simple but effective measures have often not been tried. This book aims to simplify the treatment of a common and often debilitating medical problem. We follow a simple model. Number one, create awareness. Number two, embed how this applies to me. Number three, give the steps needed to act and help resolve the problem. Chapter two, what is snoring? Snoring, by its medical definition, is called stertor. This means noisy breathing. It happens while we are asleep because that's when the airway collapses and becomes partially blocked. The noise of snoring is produced from a reduction in muscle tone, causing structures in the throat to start to flap, rather like a sail or flag flapping when the wind reaches a certain speed. It's all to do with turbulent airflow and resonance. There are three parts of our throat which tend to flap because they are not firmly fixed to anything. These are the soft palate, the uvula, and the epiglottis. As these structures flap around under the correct conditions of high flow, turbulent breathing, they trap air against the back wall of the throat for a split second, causing a very high pressure buildup and subsequent sound wave, just like clapping your hands together. You might ask why this doesn't happen when you have high flow breathing from exercise. That's because muscle tone holds everything in place, including the soft palate, uvula, and epiglottis. Normal breathing while we are awake also doesn't tend to cause snoring, as it is relatively low energy and our breathing tube is held widely open by the muscles of the throat. That's what we mean by muscle tone. When we tense our arm or stomach muscles and they become hard and firm, that's an example of high muscle tone. It is obviously much harder to make a hard muscle flap than a soft, low tone one. When the airway collapses due to low muscle tone, oxygen levels drop a little, which is registered in the brain. This causes a signal to go to the lungs so that more effort is put into breathing and enough air is shifted to restore normal oxygenation. The lungs duly comply, increasing their force, causing an increase in the speed of flow so that enough air is moved in and out. 
Think of a small but fast-flowing river, with the same net flow as a wide and slow-moving one. Why do we snore? In the living world, only Homo sapiens, or humans, snore as a result of their natural development. Some animals may make loud breathing sounds, particularly when asleep, but this is because of characteristics bred into them, like the British Bulldog, or an overweight family dog. Snoring is not a good characteristic in terms of survival in the wild, as it can alert a predator to the presence of an easy sleeping target. Humans snore mainly because of speech and posture. The evolution of speech meant that a number of changes had to happen to the throat, so that the rudimentary grunts and noises of our chimpanzee ancestors could become the wide-ranging, complex framework of interaction we call speech. Firstly, the breathing tube had to become longer, because the larynx, or voice box, where coarse sound...